Have you ever wondered how Amazon Echo, Google Home, and other smart speakers are changing how kids not only interact with technology, but also with their peers and with their parents? Today on 365 Tech, I've got with me Andrew Schellenberg, who's going to be talking about the newly released Amazon Echo Kids Edition. Targeted at ages 5 to 12, this product goes on sale May 9th for $79.99, which is a $30 markup from the original Echo Dot for $49.99. Welcome to 2365 Tech. Hey, Patrick. How, How are you doing, doing, man? Did you have any finals? Not today, thankfully. I've got uh, one tomorrow, two on Friday, and then my final two uh, on this Tuesday. Awesome. So you got a little bit of time to kind of push everything off. I'm heading out today to go to, well, tomorrow, to go to Nationals. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun going down to Alabama, getting a little break from the final exam. Oh, yeah, Glad you don't have any today. Yeah, you uh, were talking to me a little bit about some of the classes you're taking this summer. You're taking C++, right? Yeah, I'll be uh, taking data structures in C++. Okay, so you must have had some intro coding class before, right? Yeah, so this semester I've taken like the intro uh, C++ class, and honestly, it's been a blast. It's been... Yeah, I have no experience with C++. My programming experience started with Java. Mm -hmm. And from Java, I kind of branched out into more upper-level programming languages. But one that keeps coming back are the C languages, C, C Sharp, C++, Mm -hmm. as like the go-to for being able to design with machines and stuff, which is more tackling, right, in mechanical engineering and actually designing and working with hardware. Yeah, Yeah. so I've also been, uh, one of my classes this semester has been... uh, called engineering design and like half of that class has been working with arduinos and just creating like systems with that and having the c++ background has been was a huge help with uh making those arduino sketches and also it's very similar to matlab so yeah it's very relevant for engineering now, this morning, I saw that Amazon had released a new smart speaker to join the other Amazon Echo devices, and that is a kid's version of the Amazon Echo smart speaker. And luckily, you were interested in talking a little bit about how that's going to be impacting how people, how people communicate and how kids learn, really. It's going to be released on May 9th for $79, which is a $30 markup over the regular Echo Dot, yeah. and that comes with a year of their free ser- or their service called free time unlimited which is like a parent control for kids so to, to get started what have your initial thoughts been you said you recently got an echo device right yeah yeah so i recently uh just bought my own echo device with like the goal of learning how to program uh some alexa skills on my own over the summer uh, unfortunately i've not had too much free time to play around with it but that's uh that's for the summer so, I mean, I, I heard right. the, uh, the news about the kids' Alexa, too. And it's pretty exciting stuff. So, what have you gotten to set up anything with your own Amazon Echo yet? Have you gotten to ask it any questions or play music, set any alarms? Yeah, I've done some of the basic stuff. Nothing, nothing too exciting, but a lot of fun to play around with. I agree. I agree. They've been a lot of fun for me to play around with. And as a developer, it's really cool for me to 
have any idea or to go to a hackathon and to have a really specific use case for Amazon Echo. And then to be able to be like, I'm just going to build a, an app for that real quick. And it takes me no time. And now I'm speaking to my applications rather than needing to use a phone mm -hmm. or a computer or other type of hardware. But as for what is built in the stock, like the ability to play music, set alarms and ask questions on Amazon Alexa, I this is kind of what I, I wanted a little bit of feedback, but I haven't found it incredibly helpful. It's definitely helpful to a certain extent. And I found a lot of things to fill in little voids of helpfulness, like rather than opening up my phone and checking the weather, to just to be able to ask, know the temperature, whether or not it's raining yeah, real quick. It just, it have that, like, I've had some I mean, benefit with After all, it's a digital assistant. I mean, just for those quick little things, it's really good at that. One thing I've also noticed, though, is that when I talk to my Alexa, I talk to her knowing mm -hmm. that she's a computer. So if she continues to talk through a command, I'll <laughs> say, Alexa, shut up, or I'll, I'll swear at her. Or I'll, I'll say things that I wouldn't say to a person, mm -hmm. but I would say to a machine. And when I do those kind of interactions, that's where I really start to think, I wonder how this is going to change how families yeah. are developing, you know? Because like if, if a kid's first interaction with learning language is listening to their parents talking to this large black cylinder and she's playing music and she's and the dad says shut up or stop playing that but mm -hmm. doesn't use please or thank you ever Does that impact how a kid is going to be polite and use their manners and talk to people in the service yeah, I've been industry, wondering, the, food uh, industry. the same sort of thing because i mean at a, at a surface level like the kids alexa is kind of like just a smart radio you know it's got the kids stations they can ask it some questions but like my biggest like concern with it is like how how kids develop you know their relationship with an echo versus their parents you know do they start to trust the echo more versus like telling their parents about stuff like how that develops i didn't think about that aspect of them getting closer emotional ties with a device yeah, yeah. than they would like, with their own parents that that's a cool it, thought. It's, yeah, it's a little of a scary thought, I think, maybe, just depending on how you view it. You know, if, a, if a kid Definitely. is more comfortable. That reminds me, yeah. that reminds me of uh, Her, the movie with, I uh, can't remember the actor, but where he just gets really, really close and like ends up pretty much marrying the, the in intelligence, the intelligence. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. It's I'll, a good uh, movie. You should check it out. But my... my uh, was mostly thinking about how it's going to change how mm -hmm. people interact with people. But your thought is, is it going to enable people to be closer to technology, which actually I think is a more interesting trend overall, because our older generation, we've seen that they have a big fear of technology yeah. in general. Our generation, we embrace, because we were born with technology and internet, we embrace it much more heavily. This generation of younger kids, my little sister and the, the people who will be my children in the future, they're born with devices that are built for them to speak with. It's like it's another level of abstraction in technology. Mm -hmm. It's just changing. how. Yeah, it absolutely is. Them. I'm like, I'm not really surprised that Amazon's releasing like a kid's edition of the Echo is like we've seen this sort of thing before with like cell phones. Once cell phones really gained traction, people started like getting them younger and younger and even cell phones for kids are like a, that's a huge market. Now we were talking a little bit about being polite with uh, speaking to devices. 
with the free time, the service for Amazon Echo Kids version, they have a feature on there called Magic Word, which is uh, it's supposed to create positive reinforcement when kids use the word please with Alexa. I haven't gotten to see exactly how they're implementing it yet, but it sounds like the heads of Alexa are thinking about this interaction aspect. Yeah. They're building it into a feature. Do you think that that's going to be a, a plus? Do you think that that'll help out having that positive reinforcement around I, I being polite? So. I don't think the uh, kids Alexa really works without the free time. I think that's a huge part of what makes it kid friendly. And I think without the positive reinforcement, you know, I mean, kids are demanding. It's hard to teach a kid to be polite, think about what they're saying. So I think it's definitely a good thing that uh, they've implemented that feature. I'd love to play around with one and see how effective it is, try and trip up uh, Alexa, see what I can do with that. But Some of the features uh, that are coming out on the Echo Dot Kids Edition are with the free time service, you've got parent controls like blocking shopping yeah. application, which makes sense, blocking news, blocking some third-party applications like Uber and Domino's, having mm-hmm. some time limits to restrict when kids can use the device, and then even a dashboard for parents to show what apps kids are using, what songs they're listening to, and to give statistics for parents of their kids. What do you think of that ability for parents to see statistics on their kids and to be able to kind of perform some like high level data <laughs> science on how kids are being entertained and how they're educating themselves with It's Amazon definitely Echo. like a bit of a weird thought because I mean, I've never experienced that. Like growing up, it was just, it's, it was very different for me. I'm sure like very similar for you. But I don't know. I'm kind of split on it, I got to say. My initial thought is, okay, in the past when I was growing up, I had report cards and I had quarterly report cards. And those outlined, that was like data science for my parents. Once every couple months, they would get a report card from my parents that said, okay, Pat's fishing in this, he's uh, deficient in this, and these are the things that he can change. And that was pandemic related. Now... Like what Alexa is doing, what Amazon's doing is they're making it for entertainment and for our emotional and personal side. They're saying, hey, here's the songs that Patrick listened to. Here's the genre of movies Patrick watched. Here's how much time he spent reading. And then using that, now parents can decide on a little bit different level where they want that attention to be driven, which is, again, yeah, just a weird concept. And I guess for me, I'm drawing like the parallel. Am I comfortable with my parents knowing what my grades are? Yeah, because at the end of the day, they need to know how I'm progressing. Does that same logic apply for my entertainment? Should my parents know how I'm entertaining myself so that they can shape that? Or something that even as a 5 to 12-year-old kid should be personally mine and in mine to shape and mine to, to foster I, I and know personally? I think it should definitely be a little bit more personal stuff. You know, I, I don't like if I were, if I was a parent, I don't think I would use that feature a whole lot. But at the same time, I think the parents that would really focus on that are parents that would already be a little bit kind of like micromanaging, really analyzing what their kids are doing. Just kind of another tool to, to help them with that. Like it, it would Not, happen like either way. I agree. I totally agree that parents are doing whatever they can to get into their kids' lives a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> The last thing I wanted to bring up with you is the the concept of kid appropriate. Because one of the things that the I feel like one of the biggest things kid parents get when they buy the unlimited package, 
which is $2.99 per month per child. They get kid-appropriate Audible audiobooks, and they get kid-friendly radio station, and they get kid-friendly apps from Disney and Nickelodeon and that National Geographic. Like, all these kid-friendly terms really mean that Amazon is filtering content and then providing what it deems to be kid-friendly to an audience. Like, this isn't new. Libraries in the past went, and they only filled public libraries, like my second-grade library. They only put books in there that they deemed were kid-necessary. But that censor doesn't necessarily apply to all people. But, like, at the end of the day, Amazon does need to decide for a broad audience, hey, what do we deem as a global audience to be kid-friendly? So, in my mind, this brings up questions of censorship and who is really able to decide what is and is not kid-friendly. So my question for you, do you think that Amazon is an entity that has an authority to decide what is and is not kid-friendly? Or do you think that that should remain in the decision of parents? That is a tough one. That's a tough one. I think parents should definitely have some say. I know Amazon would get in a lot of hot water if they didn't have any sort of filter on Alexa for kids at all. So I, th- I think... Yeah, I, I'm split on this one, too. I think it's good that they have it for the kids, but I think there should be some freedom to explore other stuff and learn from stuff that's, like... I, that, that's what I got. Got it. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on and bringing your expertise and experience. And this summer, I wish you the best of luck. And please keep me in mind anytime you run into problems with Amazon Alexa. (laughs) I'd love to help you out. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's been a blast. We will catch you later, Andrew. Sounds good, man. Take care.